0: everybody it's Damara Gardner I'm founder of black women about business we provide black female leaders with supports that connect them to business leadership and wellness so our work is all about providing business planning executive coaching training as well as retreats and we have our podcast um, which we deliver business and wellness inspiration all targeted towards the black female leader and we bring on women that like Renee who who you're going to hear from in just a little bit bit uh, to hear their stories about business and leadership and how they take care of themselves um, by supporting themselves um, in business. So with that, I've got Renee Ingram Dunham. She was born and raised in Detroit. She's had a passion for writing since she was a very small child when she won the Young Writers Contest, which is a statewide competition. Her father, which was a columnist, a journalist, and a radio personality, Jim Ingram of Drum Beat Commentary, encouraged her passion for writing by teaching her the power of the pen and the strength in having her voice heard. She wrote the school plays for five years at her son's school, which included two musicals with song lyrics composed by Renee. After the school closed, down due to politics, she decided it was time to step into what she believes she was called to do. Because she saw it as stepping out on faith, she branded her productions with a stiletto stamp. Her first stage production, Stiletto Monologues, premiered in December 2018 to a sold-out show. Her upcoming production, Stiletto Monologues, Strut 2, will take place on March 9th of 2019. Renee is a devoted wife of 22 years and a super mom to her 18-year-old son, who is now a senior in high school. The only thing that surpasses Renee's love of writing is her spirituality and her adoration for her family. Renee, thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I I feel so blessed to be a part of your podcast. I was really honored when you guys invited me on. Well, we're finally, finally connecting now.
0: Absolutely. Me, too. I'm I'm glad that you said yes. So we're going to go ahead and jump in. You ready? I'm ready. All right. So your passion for writing has always been present in part because of your father's influence. What keeps you writing?
1: The way people react to my creativity creates a passion for more creativity. Um, so yeah, thought will wake me up in the middle of the night and I keep my iPad on my night table just for that very reason. My brain may not remember it in the morning, so. Yeah,
0: you know. yeah. So that's <laughs> it's, what a great tool to have to make sure that you're not leaving any ideas on the table because you have ultimately forgotten about them. Um, and something that you said, which has to do with synergy, right? I mean, in part, the reason why you've continued writing is because of how people have responded, right? You got this audience that are enthralled by the work that you do, which keeps your passion alive. In part, um, so so that's huge, right? Finding the, your tribe, the right people, in order to help to infuse uh, the energy that we need to keep going. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So after your son's school closed, you felt this moment of obligation to step into your calling. How did you know that was the right move for you?
1: And my father passed away in um, 1994. And I knew that I wasn't um, using my gifts and my talent in every way that he hoped that I would. So that's also what caused me to go ahead and start doing things where I would have a broader audience and hopefully get to Hollywood one day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no reason why you can't. It sounds like you are certainly carving out a path uh, to do that, considering that you sold out your first show, which leads me to my next question. Mm -hmm. What did that feel like?
1: It felt amazing and surreal at the same time. When I think back on it, that day kind of felt like a dream, but I knew how to move within that dream. Um, it's the time seemed to fly by that day, and I wish I could actually go back and slow it down and just kind of soak it all, soak every moment in. But just to see the the support that came out, and I mean, tickets were if the if the fire marshal had come inside that building, he would have shut us down. We didn't have any more ways. There were people showing up at the door buying tickets up until up until like the last minute of the play.
0: Well, one thing's for sure. If you ever question uh, your labor of love leading up to that day, the, the when you had this sold out show, standing room only, I'm sure that any question you had was squandered as a result of that.
1: <laughs> That's true. I mean, but you still sometimes you still get the jitters, you know. But you just you just have to step like I said, step out on faith and trust trust in God and trust in the people you you have around you. I have a, a, an amazing support
0: system. Mm, mm, yeah, the our supports are so important. And I mean, you're right, right? In entrepreneurship, whenever we're doing something new um, that's unchartered, it's scary, right? And so, to this fallacy that fear that fear doesn't exist in the work that we do, like that that's not accurate. It's about acknowledging that fear is a part of the work. And uh, there's a leadership principle, and I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but it's fear means go, right? Um, and that knowing the difference between real fear and the kind of fear that is just a part of the process of creating something new
1: exactly you use that fear to drive you
0: yeah yeah that's great so what do you know for sure now that you wish you would have known when you started out on the entrepreneurial journey
1: as we kind of touched base on a minute ago just to trust my talent and trust the process, and also that sometimes the hookup isn't always the way to go. Mm. We have to. I, I, I. I'm. I stress now quality over basically the hookup. Like quality, pro, the quality in your product, in products that people offer, and quality people is better than saving a dime.
0: Yeah. So, so say a little bit more about that, right? Um, Because I think that sometimes we are always on the hunt for the hookup, right? So, so talk to us about what you know for sure about what can be problematic about looking for the hookup.
1: Well, a lot of times the hookup is just that it's the hookup, but the, 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 what they're offering, they may not be used to dealing with someone on your level and they're used to dealing with people who's always searching just for hookup. So their um, talent or um, drive isn't, may not be as high as yours. And I kind of want to give an example, but I don't know if the person <laughs> is listening or not. But I learned that with my first show. I ended up having to kind of do what I paid someone else to do.
0: Mm. And it took
1: me away from being able to direct my show as I wanted to. It still turned out as... But like I said, peace of mind during my event is better than trying to save a dime because you can't put a price on that.
0: Yeah. So this is really important. Uh, I think that uh, when we're building something, we're looking for the right people, the right resources to be able to pull off the dream that we have. And I think that sometimes that search can we can trample upon people that may say all the right things um, that appear to be right suited for us, um, but may not be, right? And so it's so important to make sure that we're vetting people appropriately, not just based on the vision that they have or that that they have or that we have, um, but also connected to the labor, what, what they've created in the past, right? Um, okay. What it is that they can offer you, what the collaboration is gonna look like, And um, are they really in a position to be in the same lane that you're in um, because I've found that as a as an entrepreneur myself that there's been a lot of people that I have collaborated with over the years um, and some of them have not been the best fit and if only I had vetted those individuals better um, I may not have been in some precarious positions which I recognize that everything happens for a reason but I do think that if we can fast track our learning and not make some of the same mistakes that other people have made then it just puts us in a mud much better position and we can get to that level of success that we're aspiring for that much quicker.
1: Absolutely. I love that. And because, and you also, you have those people who they know they aren't up to par, but they see that you're going places. So they try and kind of hit your ride to your star.
0: Absolutely. And and sometimes when they hitch that ride, they end up taking some of your stuff in the process. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, you've let them into something. And 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 I've had that experience where, um, you know, people that I hired to work with me that I thought were really for me ended up taking a lot of my creative ideas and applying it to something that they're doing now. Um, And and we don't need to say who they are. Right. Because if they're listening, they'll know exactly um, who it is that i'm talking about and and we know that in life that what we reap we sow. so if if somebody has not done right by me not done right by you not done right by anyone we all have to reap the consequences for the choices that we make both positive as well as negative in life right so we don't even have to worry about it we can just keep it moving
1: yep that's something that i call mirror moments i think it's important for everyone to have one when you take that look in the mirror and own yourself and own what you've done
0: yes chances to grow absolutely absolutely all right so talk to us about what are some of the main ways that you take care of yourself to keep space uh, in order to keep creating
1: well as I said I'm a, a mom of an 18 year old and you know what comes with that <laughs> I
0: Being can imagine here,
1: <laughs> thing, yes. driving all of the, getting their driver's license getting a car so it's I'm busy with that, and I'm also busy with my upcoming event. So there aren't, there isn't much time that I can carve out for myself. But every now and then, I'll rent a hotel room with just me, a bottle of wine, and my laptop. Um, sometimes my husband might come along, but he knows to kind of leave me alone. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. This isn't a night of romance. This is me getting my meat space.
0: I know that's um, right. You, this is it's it's about you, not about him, right? I love right. it. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll, we'll save that for another night of the week. But um, yeah, and so that's basically what I do. And um, other than that, just turning my cell phone off and trying to find at least an hour. But the world is my inspiration, so I'm creating 24 seven.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, you've, you've touched on something that's important, right? That sometimes um, there are seasons where we are giving to ourselves less in order to birth something, right? Um, and that even in this rigor of uh, the season that you're in, you still carve out some time so that you can be your best self in order to keep creating, right? So, you know, the lesson in that is that wellness doesn't look the same all the time. We may May have to craft our wellness practices based on where we're at in our lives and what it is that we're pursuing at any given moment.
1: I th- I agree with that, and I think that that's most important for women too.
0: Yes, yes, that absolutely. We shoulder
1: a lot of the responsibilities um, at home in our home life, even even at work and and with family. I'm the oldest daughter, so and both our parents are deceased, so a lot of that kind
0: of falls on me now Mm, yeah yeah so many roles that you play and the fact that you are still taking time for yourself and maintaining those boundaries um, based on your wellness practice so that you can continue to thrive is something that is inspirational within itself so renee Believe it or not, we've come to the end of our interview. That 15 minutes, up to 15 minutes, goes really, really fast. And I want to I want to make sure that our people can stay in touch with you. So how can they do that?
1: Well, I have um, a business page, a Facebook business page. It's called Stiletto Monologue. And all of my upcoming events and just ways to keep up with me is uh, featured on that. It's a public um, page. So, again, it's Stiletto Monologue. And it's on on Facebook. And then um, on Instagram, my name is um, Renee Dunham, Loving Life. And that's R-E-N-E-C-U-N-H-A-M, Loving Life. But is it possible that I can just tell about my upcoming show real quick?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's take, um, can you do it in 30 seconds?
1: I can. Let's do it. It's called called Siletto Monologues. Strut 2, and it's going to be at the Northwest, Northwest Activity Center's Paul Robeson Theater. It seats 488 people. You can get your tickets at eventbrite.com, E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com, and look for Stiletto Monologues Strut 2. The Strut 2 is important because the, the first show, Stiletto Monologues was also featured on eventbrite.com you want to look for the Strut
0: 2 after that. Okay, wonderful. So make sure that if you are in the Detroit area or ultimately I would say Southeast Michigan, even West Michigan. It's pretty accessible. Make sure you you check that out. Uh, Support this sister in Stiletto Monologue Strut 2. And just as a reminder, we have our Be Well Fabulous Black Woman Tour coming up. We're going to be in Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo Battle Creek on March 26th, in Detroit on May 14th, and in Grand Rapids on June 4th. You can also Check us out on Eventbrite and at our website, which is blackwomenaboutbiz.com. Make sure you follow us on Instagram as well as on Twitter. We are blackwomenbiz, and you can like our Facebook page, um, which is Black Women About Business. Renee, thank you so much for being here. Um, it has been a delight having you. I'm sure that you have inspired our listeners. And until next time, everybody, Ashe.